No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where the Jews face much opposition from their enemies and internal discouragement. But Nehemiah strategically responds so that the work on the wall continues. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Ezra chapter 4 on Simply the Bible. You know, in any worthwhile project, there is going to be opposition. And the thing that determines whether you succeed is how you face that opposition. Do you overcome the opposition or are you overcome by it? Now, Nehemiah is just a great example of a leader who is able to overcome opposition to get the job done. We see that here today in Nehemiah chapter 4. But it so happened when Senballat heard that we were rebuilding the wall, that he was furious and very indignant and mocked the Jews. And he spoke before his brethren in the army of Samaria and said, What are these feeble Jews doing? Will they fortify themselves? Will they offer sacrifices? Will they complete it in a day? Will they revive the stones from the heaps of rubbish, stones that are burned? Now Tobiah the Ammonite was beside him, and he said, Whatever they build, if even a fox goes up on it, he will break down their stone wall. All right, now we saw earlier Sanballat and Tobiah. These were enemies of Israel, sort of the neighbors of Jerusalem. Sanballat being a Moabite and Tobiah being an Ammonite. But we see really that anger was their motive. They didn't want to see the Jews succeed in this at all. And so they resort to the mocking tactic and making ridicule and, and just poking fun at the Jews. And you know... That's often the enemy's way to get at us, you know, to make fun of us, to ridicule us, to make us feel like what we're doing doesn't matter, won't succeed, you're a fool for even trying, you know. And again, the enemy, our enemy, the devil, just seeks to discourage us so that we will quit. But I love what Warren Wiersbe says, uh, it's always too early to quit. So Nehemiah said, hear, O our God, for we are despised. Turn their reproach on their own heads and give them as plunder to a land of captivity. Do not cover their iniquity and do not let their sin be blotted out from before you. For they have provoked you to anger before the builders. Now, how did Nehemiah handle this ridicule? You know, Nehemiah didn't give it back to them. He didn't try to be defensive. Uh, He could have. And that's the problem. You know, you can get so caught up in that and get all upset and and get sort of wrapped up in their orbit, as, as we like to say, that you lose sight and you lose perspective. Instead, Nehemiah just took this to the Lord. He prayed. But notice how he prayed. He prayed one of those sort of David prayers. You know, David would often pray that God would just bring a curse down on his enemies. I think at one point he prayed, Lord, crush their teeth in their mouths. And that's the kind of prayer Nehemiah had. He said, look, God, just give them over as plunder in the land of captivity. Make them slaves, God, you know. Now, in the New Testament, we are told to pray for our enemies. But the Lord tells us, look, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. Uh, It's a little bit different than, uh, than what Nehemiah or David were praying. 
But, uh, but the thing about Nehemiah is he did bring the matter to the Lord and pray, God, take care of it. You take care of it. And that's, that's good. So we built the wall and the entire wall was joined together up to half its height. The people had a mind to work. That's the whole deal. If you can get people motivated with a mind to work, all working in the same direction, enthusiastic about the project. And I love it. You know, the enemy wanted to discourage them so that they'd quit. Instead, they, they kept at building the wall. Charles Swindoll, in his commentary on Nehemiah, he calls the book, Hand Me Another Brick. And I love that. Because if we have that mindset, look, the enemy wants to discourage you. He wants you to get so weary that you don't feel you can do anything, but just keep throwing another brick in the wall, you know, just keep at it and you're going to see victory in the end. Now they were at the halfway point and that's always sort of a dangerous time because you've kind of gone beyond the initial enthusiasm of the new project and now it's halfway through and uh, that's always a time when you're prone to just get distracted or weary and, uh, and that's kind of where they were at now at this point of the project. Now it happened when Sembalat, Tobiah and the Arabs, the, the Ammonites and the Ashdodites heard that the walls of Jerusalem were being restored and the gaps were beginning to be closed, that they became very angry and all of them conspired together to come and attack Jerusalem and create confusion. So now we have Sembalat, Tobiah joined by what I like to call the dirty A's, the Arabs, the Ammonites, and the, the Ashdodites. They all joined together. And you wonder, uh, were these people always uh, friends? Probably not, but they conspired together against God. And we all often see that happening uh, as enemies come together to resist the Lord. But their idea here was to threaten to attack Jerusalem and also to create confusion. Again, that's often the enemy's tactic. He brings attack against the church. It could be physical, mental, it could be dissension, whatever it is. But his whole idea is to create confusion so that people start fighting among themselves or they lose their perspective or they take their eyes off God or they give up on working on the project, whatever he, he can do to get people to, to lay off of building the kingdom. Nevertheless, we made our prayer to our God, and because of them, we set a watch against them day and night. Now, this is what I love about Nehemiah, okay? He was intensely spiritual. He begins by praying when all of this is going on, but then he's thoroughly practical, okay? So, he, he made prayer to our God, but then we set a watch against them day and night. So, they're going to, to put the watch men out there, you know, 24 hours, just to make sure that these threats come to nothing. Then Judah said, the strength of the laborers is failing, and there's so much rubbish that we are not able to build the wall. Again, this is the halfway point. The people are getting discouraged. They're weary. Their strength is failing. And, and now all of the good material, the good stones, uh, are gone. They're already in the wall. All they've got is a bunch of pebbles, you know, and so they're saying there's nothing left to build with. And so they start complaining to Nehemiah. And they went on to tell Nehemiah, our adversaries said they will neither know nor see anything till we come into their midst and kill them and cause the work to cease. 
So it was when the Jews who dwelt near them came that they told us ten times, from whatever place you turn, they will be upon us. So they're just scared. And they're coming to Nehemiah and uh, telling him that they are going to come when we don't even expect it. And, and they came to Nehemiah ten times. So they're obviously very scared about the threat uh, that at any point the enemy is going to come and destroy them. Therefore, I positioned men behind the lower parts of the wall at the openings, and I set the people according to their families with their swords, their spears, and their bows. Now, Nehemiah was wise. You know, he could have just blown this off and said, hey, guys, buck up. Don't worry about it. Instead, he's, he positioned men at the lower parts of the wall. Of course, that's where the enemy would, would attack. And, and I set people according to their families. Now, if you think you're going to be attacked by the enemy, you want to know where your family's at. You want your wife and your kids by your side, you know, so you're not worried about that. You, then you can protect them. Uh, if the enemy comes in. And so that was wise, putting everybody together like that. And I looked and arose and said to the nobles, to the leaders, and to the rest of the people, do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord, great and awesome, and fight for your brethren, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your houses. So Nehemiah gives them very encouraging words here. First off, don't be afraid. Don't let fear grip your heart and just make you crazy, you know. Instead, remember the Lord. Hey, you're doing this according to his bidding. Greater is the one who is with you. He called you to do this, you know, and he's with you. Remember God. He can do exceedingly and abundantly above all we ask or think, you know. And then fight for your families. I think most men would do anything to, you know, defend their wives and kids and uh, even sacrifice their own lives. And Nehemiah knew that. He says, oh, now fight hard for your families if the enemy does come in. And it happened that when our enemies heard that it was known to us that God had brought their plot to nothing, that all of us returned to the wall, everyone to his work. So it was from that time on that half my servants worked at construction while the other half held spears and shields, the bows and wore armor. And the leaders were behind all the house of Judah. Those who built on the wall and those who carried burdens loaded themselves so that with one hand they worked at construction and with the other hand held a weapon. Every one of the builders had his sword girded at his side as he built. So Nehemiah divides the labor force in that he has half of them working on construction and the other half armed with weapons. And then he has a second line of defense. The leaders were behind uh, the workers and, and the guards. And, and so if anybody came in, they would meet with great resistance from the Jews. And then even those who were working on the wall had a, a sword in one hand and the stone in the other. So they could continue to both work and be ready to fight should they need to fight. And the one who sounded the trumpet was beside me. Then I said to the nobles, the rulers, and the rest of the people, the work is great and extensive, and we are separated far from one another on the wall. Wherever you hear the sound of the trumpet, rally to us there. Our God will fight for us. Now, in any military situation, communication is absolutely essential. And so 
They were spread out along the wall. Nehemiah knew that, look, if the enemy does attack, we all need to rally to that single point and focus everybody on that uh, enemy invasion. And so he had the trumpet player with him. He said, look, as soon as you hear the trumpet, then come to that point. We'll fight together and our God will fight for us. So we labored in the work and half of the men held the spears from daybreak until the stars appeared. At the same time, I also said to the people, let each man and his servant stay at night in Jerusalem that they may be our guard by night and a working party by day. So neither I, my brethren, my servants, nor the men of the guard who followed me took off our clothes, except that everyone took them off for washing. So Nehemiah establishes a 24-hour post to watch day and night, and, and then there would be those servants who would be you know, working by day, watching at night, and they were so committed to this task, they wouldn't even take their clothes off, except, you know, they have to wash it every now and then because of the stink, I'm sure. Uh, But other than that, you know, they're sleeping in their clothes because they are so committed to this project and they're not going to give the enemy any opportunity to come in and attack them. And I think that Nehemiah is just such a great example to us of how to overcome the opposition. It's going to come. But remember, as it says in 1 John 4, 4, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. If you have questions or comments, please call or text us at 208-319-4860. That's 208-319-4860. Tomorrow we'll see where the people complain because they are being mistreated by their fellow Jews. Nehemiah becomes angry and effectively deals with the problem. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Nehemiah on Simply the Bible.